Are you a practical producer, a woo-woo wonder, or a selfless sage? Take the Creative Visionary Quiz to learn both your strengths and how to overcome the blocks and obstacles in your way of your creative soulpreneur success. This short, fun, and informative quiz is at www.creativevisionaryquiz.com. Find out not only your type, but how to use it to create both the social impact and purposeful income you desire. www.creativevisionaryquiz.com. This is the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Demas. Let's go. Okay, my friend, welcome back to the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. Got a friend with me today. We were chatting before we started, and it was like, you know what? We need to press record. And so I did. Holly Bertone, welcome to the show. Hi, Nick. Thanks for having me on the show. This is awesome. Do you know that I, in high school, had, I don't think I've ever told you this, I had a crush on a guy whose last name was Bertone. Aw, that's such a rare name, too. I know. I, I, if you're out there listening, Matt Bartone, I still have a crush on Aww, you. Aw, <laughs> that's so sweet. He was, like, the cool guy. He was, like, you know, like, he kind of reminded me of, like, you 2 He had that, like, sort of vibe. He was, you know, anyway. Welcome to the show, Holly Bartone. Thank you, Nick. I'm excited to be here. So, you've got an incredible story. And I think that... I'd be remiss if I didn't have you share a bit of your story with my audience, because I think it so informs who you are and the subject that we're going to talk about today. So can you back up for the audience? Because I know your story clearly, but can you back up for the audience and share a bit about your journey from where you were to this woman of incredible gratitude now? Oh, thank you, Nick. Yeah, and I love sharing my story because I really, I think it is proof that you can have the life of your dreams regardless of what you're going through. And I I do want to say right at the very beginning that I'm going to sound very positive and I'm going to talk a lot about gratitude and I'm going to talk a lot about being knee deep in adversity. And that might trigger you a little bit. And I acknowledge that. Um, and I just want to say, if if you are feeling it, just keep listening and promise me you keep an open mind. So I always like to start with that. Um, but yeah, my my journey actually begins before every, everything came crashing down because I was that girl. I was the one who was, I was the chief of staff for one of those three-letter federal government agencies that they make TV shows about. It was a big deal. I raced mountain bike, um, Xterra, well, I raced Xterra triathlons, which are off-road triathlons, and then I actually raced um, on the Marine Corps, the Quantico Marine Corps mountain bike team. <laughs> I was the only civilian. Um, I took boxing classes and Muay Thai lessons. I traveled all over the world. I drank margaritas with my girlfriends. Like, it was the perfect life, and I don't think as a 30-something single female it could it could not have been any more of a perfect life and then on my 39th birthday I got the phone call 
and I was actually commuting home. I was living in Alexandria, Virginia, right outside of Washington, D.C. And a doctor from my doctor's office called and he says, uh, Holly, I've got some news for you. The test results came back. And I'm sorry to let you know that you have breast cancer. But don't worry, it's the good kind. You're going to need to get a surgeon and have some surgery. Good luck. Wow. And that was the call. Side note, there's no good kind of I was going to ask. I, I started thinking, what is the good kind? I didn't know there was a good kind. What is that there's even? Not, there's not. The, so the pathology, my tumor was actually small, slow, and lazy. Uh, I was a, always an overachiever, so I was actually excited for once in my life that something mm-hmm. about me was lazy. Um, that's That's... It's good to have a small and lazy tumor, but I would not kind call it the good kind of cancer. But I ended up going through uh, surgery, chemo, radiation, so the traditional round of treatment. But then what happened is that I never got better. And I kept getting, my health just kept getting worse and worse. And I ended up a year later being diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune condition. And my doctor gave me some medicine, and I was like, woohoo, I'm going to get better. But that didn't happen. And then years go by, and the debilitating chronic fatigue that I was dealing with just kept getting worse and worse and worse to the point in 2017, I was forced to resign from my dream job. And that left me at rock bottom number three with my health. That left me without a source of identity as a successful career woman. That left me without a source of identity as a wife who could barely function and take care of her home and her husband as a stepmother who could barely function and take care of her stepchild. It was it was the worst of the rock bottoms because I felt like an absolute failure. I felt like my body has completely betrayed me to the point of this is it. It is never going to get better. My life is going to suck for every single day for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's really intense. You know, I think the listeners who have watched my film, Invisible, know that my mother's story is quite similar. That that film is so beautiful. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, she was diagnosed with breast cancer, which then triggered her fibromyalgia, which then led to her needing to leave her job at the bank, to her not being able to manage the household, to years and years and years of struggle. So how did you get out of it? How did you move through this? There was a lot of marinating in my own misery. I am Mm. not going to lie. It was bad. But growing up, speaking of moms, growing up every single day, uh, my mother had her own health challenges. And every single day, I heard her say the phrase, it builds fortitude. And I always thought like, okay, I don't really know what that means. But going through my health challenges, I'm like, okay, it builds fortitude. It's, It's making sense now. And I thought that it meant just like staying strong you know, powering through and I'm going to stay strong and I'm going to stay positive and, you know, just power through this. But I realized 
and this was after she had passed. Um, so I was only allowed to ask spirit. I was not allowed to ask her in person. Um, what the it means, because that staying strong, this it builds fortitude. It didn't make sense. Like it's got to be something else. And what I realized is that it was her grateful heart. It was her showing up every single day of her life and making the most of it, regardless of how she felt. It was her loving and giving with every single fiber in her body, regardless of how she felt. And not from a place of, oh, I'm staying strong and I'm staying positive, but from a place of just gentle love and compassion and gratitude and giving. And that's when I realized that I can make a decision. I can choose to wallow in my misery or I can choose to do something about this. And in 2018, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take radical responsibility for my health and my life. And that's when everything changed. That's really incredible because... When you're in that, that, that spiral or that, that circle of wallowing, it's, it can be really difficult, especially after years and years, it can be really difficult to get out. So it what my entire what, identity. Yeah, it becomes an identity. When I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, I suddenly had a new identity. And it was, spoiler alert, I was diagnosed if you haven't watched the film. And it was hard for me to, to, to take that identity. And then I carried it for a bit. And then I realized I didn't want that identity, to be perfectly honest. So how did you, like, what in you, though, what deep within you was like, not only am I going to make this change, but I'm going to really do it. How did you draw into that well? It was really just making a decision. I'm like, mm. I can't live like this. You know, I'm too young to be this miserable, to be this broken, to have a non-existent life for the rest of my life. And it, all it was was a decision. I mean, there's, you know, angels didn't fly. It, it wasn't like, whoa, 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 Snow White didn't come. Like, it just, you just made this decision. It was a decision. And I think that's really it, right? It's a decision and a choice. Yes. You made the choice. And you know what was interesting? Because when I made that decision, I had no clue what it meant. Like, I had no clue what that even, I was like, I know I need to do something to get better. I don't know what that is. And I didn't know anything about functional medicine at that point. But what had happened was, um, and, and I actually was gluten-free at that point, but that was about it. Um, but what had happened was I had two individuals within a month come into my life. And one was a functional chiropractor who we worked together weekly on the physical healing. And the other one was an energy coach. And we worked together on the emotional and the spiritual healing. And together, shazam! So dare I say then <laughs> that, yes, actually, there were angels that came. There were angels that came. Yes. yes. In a different form. Maybe it wasn't whoa, whoa, or Snow White. But there were angels that showed up in your life that presented that were the guide for you to yes. make the shift that gave you the possibility and the the tools. Because it's really about a toolkit. Right. It's tools. Because I had really worked on like food and, you know, eliminating 
certain foods and being gluten-free and things like that, but it hadn't moved the needle. So that's part of the reason why I gave up because I was like, well, I tried everything they tell you to do. You know, I did some acupuncture. I did some coffee enemas, stuck a tube of coffee up my butt. Like, woohoo, that's fun. Um, You know, got in the infrared sauna. Like I was doing this stuff, but I'm like, nothing's working. Why is nothing working? And I realized that your healing is not just the physical, it's the emotional. Yeah the spiritual it's it's all of the other stuff that's that's so much more important and it is getting your body to a place where it's not inflamed anymore and not realizing how much stress that my disease had put on my body on top of all of the other stress and the trauma and the emotions and the everything and I was one big toxic soup. Like I actually went to my chiropractor and I said, this is going to sound really weird, but I feel like I'm stuck. I just feel like my body is stuck and it's not moving. And he just kind of smiled at me and he goes, are you up for the, are you up for this? Because it's going to be a hard journey. I was like, I'm up. I want to get better. (laughs) So yeah, it was, it was getting everything moving, not just my physical health, but my emotional and my spiritual, just all pieces of it. And so you did. You did get it moving. You yeah. did get it shifting. You are the vision of what's possible. Thank you. It took years. It was not overnight. Yeah. Like it took I years. think that's part of it too, is I think that when we think of the whoa thing, is it's like it's gonna be this big the big bang, right? Like you're looking for the big bang or the quick fix yeah. that we've been so conditioned to believe in our culture is it. And the reality is is that's not it. That's not how it works, that it does take some time. It takes perseverance. It takes daily effort and it takes allowing too. It's a surrender as well. It's both at the same time. And part of that surrender in many ways is the practice of gratitude. Yes, it is surprising. And can we talk about gratitude? Yes, please. That's why, that's why you're here. We're going to talk about gratitude. <laughs> gratitude is my jam. Okay. I was like everyone else, you read the articles and you're like, oh, start a gratitude journal, make a list of three things you're grateful for, you know, and, and I always joke now back then I did not have a dog. I joke today that that list, it's like, oh, my house, my spouse, my kids, my dog, my house, my spouse, my kids, my dog. And that's just lather, rinse, repeat, like making a list of three things you're grateful for is not gratitude. That's making a list of three things you're grateful for. That is not gratitude, my friends. Despite what everyone tells you, making a list is not gratitude. That is making a list. So let's talk about what gratitude really is. Can we do that? Okay, I'm ready. Bring it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with a story. When my ex and I were first married, I wanted to make macaroni and cheese, like old school macaroni and cheese, like the Southern style, the casserole that's just, you know, like those women that bring it to the potlucks and you're like, oh my God, this is the best macaroni and cheese ever, right? Like you just want to eat an entire that of it, right? That kind of macaroni and cheese. So I did the whole thing. I made it, get it out of the oven. We sit down at the table and we start eating it. And we're like, something's wrong with this. And my ex looked at me and he goes, Holly, did you put cheese in this? And I was like, oh, like I did like all the shedding and all the everything. Like I did the whole preparation, but somehow the cheese never made it into the casserole. Okay. Making a list of three things, saying thank you, that is Mac and, right? 
There's no cheese. The cheese in macaroni and cheese is what makes it so like the best comfort food on the planet. So that's what gratitude really is. Gratitude is not mac ant. Gratitude is the ooey gooey cheese. That's the comfort food that you just want to eat an entire vat of and just like stick your face in all of the ooey gooey dopamine and oxytocin and serotonin and endorphins and all of the good stuff and be like, yes, this is the best thing ever. That is gratitude. Yeah. <laughs> I love that story on many levels because you know, I love a good story, but also <laughs> because what that- And now says, you're hungry for macaroni and cheese. <laughs> actually, no, because I'm lactose intolerant. I haven't had macaroni and cheese in like 30 years. I haven't had macaroni and cheese in forever because I can't. The gluten-free yeah. and the dairy-free and that. <laughs> Although I hear there's a cashew version that I should try, you know, but yeah, it's not quite the same. Not the same. But, so I'm not hungry for mac and cheese, but what I did, <laughs> I, what I am hungry for that I did love is your love that you put into it. The mac and cheese is only as good as the love of the kitchen that you put into the love that you put into the, the making of it. Yes. That's part yes. of the alchemical process of mac and cheese. Like you're saying, you can make a list and yes, do I recommend making a list? Absolutely. It's a start. You're going to do something start. in. Yeah. Right. It's a, it's a start, but what is the energy behind what you're writing? Right. What is the energy behind it is what I believe. And you can say no, Nick, but what I believe you're getting at. Absolutely. And it's not just the energy, it's the feeling. Yeah. It's the feeling. And that's the thing, like the experts just drop, oh, make a list of three things you're grateful for. And they're so flippant about it. And then they just disappear. Like the article's over, the podcast is over. You're like, now what? It's not working. Like this is baloney pants. Okay. No, it's a feeling, right? You got to, you got to feel it. You got to express it. And then it's a daily practice. Like you don't brush your teeth once every three months and you're like, healthy gums, nailed it. You know, you don't go to the gym, do one push up. You're like toned arms, nailed it. No, it's a daily practice. Marathon runners, right? Have days that they don't want to get up, but they still get up and run. Marathon runners have days that they're running really sucks, but they still do it. That's the same with gratitude, right? I like to say meet gratitude where gratitude is at and let gratitude meet you where you're at. Because there's going to be days where you're just going to be like, oh, I am so full of gratitude and life is good and all the good stuff. There's going to be days where like that crap sandwich is right in front of you and you're like, oh man, this day sucks, right? But here's the thing. It's easy to be happy and grateful and all the good things on those good days. But can you be grateful still on the bad days? Can you be grateful for it all? And that's the difference. I love a good challenge. And in 2000, and I don't know, like six, five, I don't know. It's been many, many years, almost 20. When I started my journey as a yoga teacher, we were given the challenge of writing three things a day that you were grateful for. You know, it's a typical sort of challenge. But of course, being the perfectionist overachiever that I am, I decided that it would be three new things every day for a year. And when I started it, it was like easy at first, and then it got really difficult. And then I went through this period of, well, I'm not feeling grateful today, as you say. And that, though, when you moved through that, when I got to that point, when I was able to move through that, that's when the real magic began, because I actually began to feel it then. Yes. And it went from that list to a feeling state of being. And when it is in that feeling state of being, 
It becomes your identity. It stops being something that Mm. you do and it starts being who you are. Okay. For any naysayers out there, is there science behind gratitude? Oh, just a little bit. Like there's thousands of studies. Let me just give you some of the quick hits. Gratitude, like I'm talking legit, gratitude practice, consistent, exercise more, have lower blood pressure, less stress-related illnesses, lower inflammation, less chronic disease, live longer. I think it's like seven years to live longer, increase happiness, reduce anxiety, reduce depression, reduce PTSD. I mean, it's what happens is our brains, and I'm sure you've had experts on your show talk about this, but we have this neuroplasticity in our brains and what we focus on, we focus on it. It's the whole manifestation thing, like what the whole show is about. And when we focus on the negative, that's all we focus on. And our brain just creates this almost like a tether, right? Like just like this hold that I'm just going to hang on for dear life to all this negative stuff. And with the gratitude, it's just going to slowly, slowly, slowly take that away. And it's going to build up instead of on the negative side, it's now going to build up on the positive side. And you're just going to have this bouquet Right. The, 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 the neuroplasticity in your brain is now just going to be this bouquet of love and happiness and kindness and compassion. And you just show up differently. You, you just show up like a completely different human being. And I kind of joke whenever we do like the, the, what is it? The two truths and a, the two truths and a lie or whatever, whenever we do that, like yeah. exercise or something like that. I always joke because my lie is I say I practice gratitude every day. And everyone's like, oh, you're like, do gratitude and you're a gratitude coach. Like, of course you practice, you know. I was like, actually, no, because it's a part of who I am. Yeah. It's it's not a physical thing that I do. It is a part of who I am. Yeah. I think it's that idea of the practice is the yeah. tool. And you got to practice to get there. practice and practice and yeah. practice to yeah. get there. And then once you get to there, the, to the new, new enlightened, dare I say, state of being, then you let go of the tool. A tool is only useful till it gets you to the state. And then when you're in the state, you don't need it. Perhaps if you move your, find yourself out of the state, you go back to the tool so that it can bring you back into the state of beingness. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing too, if we can flip this upside down, and I know your listeners are going to love this, is that most people also think that you're supposed to practice gratitude in the past. Mm. Like things that have happened to you that you're supposed to be grateful for. And you can, Mm. you can do that. But future gratitudes is like where it gets really juicy because that's your manifestation state. Yeah. That's feeling it like it's happened. Yeah. You're already thankful for what's happened. Yes. That isn't yet happened, but it's that happened. Has, but it's happened. And yeah. being being in that state is like, there's not, like when I was going through my divorce, Suzette's example, just this past year, I actually made a manifest, a manifesto because I was like, you hear, all of the anger and the bitterness and the, like, you know, people just lose their minds when they go through divorce. It's such an ugly period of time for most people. And I'm just like, I practice what I preach and I preach what I practice. I was like, and there's no reason to go through divorce in that state. Like that just felt really gross to me. 
So I knew that I was going to basically put gratitude to the test. And I actually have a whole, on my Gratitude Builds Fortitude podcast, I have a whole episode on my divorce story and putting gratitude to the test because it really was. But what happened was I made a manifesto and I was like, this is what it's going to look like. And that manifesto was all about my future gratitudes and how I am going to show up current and future, not just to get through the divorce, but for my own personal healing and for calling in a future partner at some point down the road when it's right. So this was all a part of a, you know, part of what I did on a daily basis. And everyone was completely like, wait, really? Like they just couldn't grasp the fact. I mean, yeah, was it difficult? Yeah. Did I cry? Yeah. Were the emotions there? Yeah, absolutely. It's a divorce. Like there's loss, but there was so much. I had more love and happiness in my heart, waking up every single day as I was going through my divorce than I had had in years. I love that. I think often of healing, gratitude heals. Yes. Because, for instance, you know, um, it's not a shock to anybody that's listened to this podcast, but I was abused as a kid, sexually abused. And I've come to this place of even having gratitude for my abuser. And that sounds really weird for people and really hard for them to understand. Am I grateful for what he did? No. Am I grateful for who I became because of what he did? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's changing the neuroplasticity in your brain from being tethered to the negative experience to now using that experience to create the amazing human being who you are. And helping others. And helping others. Passing it on. Because I'm a big, firm believer in passing on the gratitude. Yes. You know, we do a challenge every year for seven years. I've done a gratitude challenge. And it's funny because is it a list? Yes. But it's all about this getting to that state as we talk about. That's the, that's the step. That's a step, right? It's a reminder every November. Yes, Thanksgiving month, gratitude month. There's a reason that we do this. What is Thanksgiving? It's to show gratitude for the, the harvest, for the harvest of the labor, yeah. right? And so I do believe in passing it on. And the more that we pass that state of being on, it's contagious. You're contagious. You're contagious, girl. You're contagious. It's it's the ripple effect. Do we have time for a quick story? Yeah, of course. When my ex and I were driving across country, this was, I think, back in 2019. We were in the middle of nowhere. It's like Kansas or something. We had been driving for 12 hours. It's middle of summer, 90 degrees, hot. We're exhausted. We get to the hotel and our room, number one, was not ready. Number two, by the time we got up to the room, the air conditioner was broken. And when I mean broken, like opening the door and that squish, squish, squish on a soaking wet carpeted floor kind of air conditioning broken. Like it was epically horrible hotel experience. And this was when... My gratitude practice and meditation was still very young and growing. 
And I used to be the girl who got really triggered with poor customer service. I used to come unglued this five foot nothing fiery redhead ginger snap, right? <laughs> like <laughs> exorcist head spinning, split pea soup coming out of my mouth. It was not a pretty sight. And so I go down and then they didn't, they didn't even have any towels in the room either. So my ex grabs the, you know, proverbial popcorn, not real popcorn, but you know, he's like, Oh, I'm going down for the show. Like this day I tired, I'm exhausted, but I, the show is going to be worth it. So he follows me down just because, you know, he was just ready for some, you know, <laughs> better than Netflix. And you want to know what I said to the, to the guy at the front desk? What'd you say? When I asked if he had a towel or if he could get us into a different room or anything to make our situation better. He had said that I guess they had some kind of mutiny at the hotel and everyone left and the whole situation was just an absolute S show. And he was like, I'm sorry, but this is the best I can do. And I said, you know what? Thank you. We appreciate a room over our heads tonight. We've been driving for 12 hours. We're hot. We're tired. We're exhausted. We are going to figure it out and we're just going to go have a good night's sleep and finish driving tomorrow. So thank you for the room that we have. And my ex looked at me like, who are you? And what did you do to my wife? And I looked at me, I was like, who, who is this? Yeah. But here's the thing. That's when I realized that it's not an on off switch. It is a dimmer switch, Hmm. but at some point as it's gradually changing the chemistry in your brain and you don't realize it at some point it manifests itself. And it wasn't just for me, because guess what? I wasn't wound up. I got a good night's sleep because I was at peace. I wasn't all fired up and wound up and all into my emotions and my, this is horrible. And, you know, into that whole state that we go into. No, I was just calm and peaceful. And I got to slept like a baby and the ripple effect this guy who had a horrible day, right? All the people yelling at him had someone be kind to him. Probably the first and only kind thing that he heard that day. And he gets to take that nugget. And the next person that's mean to him for the whole situation, he gets to be kind to them too. So it is the ripple effect as well. Beautiful story. So true. So true. So beautiful. Yeah. Okay, are you ready to play the final three? Ooh, okay. Fast round. Fast round? Yeah, fast round of questions. Are you ready? Here we go. I'm ready. Okay, first question. Who would you like to collaborate with that you haven't yet? Ooh, that's easy. How Elrod? Okay, who is that? How Elrod? Miracle Morning? Oh, Miracle Morning. Okay. Yes. Yeah, good one. Okay, second question. What is your next Great manifestation. Mm. You want to see it? Yeah. And I'll describe it <laughs> since we're on, you know, yeah. on the podcast. Oh, it's hard to see. Can you see it? It's me standing on a TED Talk stage. It's you TED Talking. Yeah. It's me TED Talking. It is the home screen on my phone. I love that. I love that. Because it's already happened. Yeah. So a- I took a picture of it. There you go. It's already happened. I love that. You're already grateful for it, as you said. I am, every day. Yeah, amazing. And then the final question is a fill in the blank. I am. Hmm, 
The first thing that came to mind was, I am a miracle. Mm, beautiful. And I thought you were going to say, I am grateful. I don't know. I just, I guess I was thinking about my mom and my birthday was recently and they told her that she was never going to bring me to term because of her illness. They always called me their miracle baby. So mm. that's, that's what came to mind. I'm a miracle. I love it. I Doesn't, it, it is. It's whatever comes to mind is yeah. perfect as it is. So you are a miracle and thank you for being a miracle today for us on the podcast and sharing your story and your thoughts about gratitude. Anything that would make the conversation feel whole or complete for you that you want to add a final thought? Oh, thank you so much, Nick, for having me on. And, you know, really just to, if you're listening to this, just give yourself grace. And like I said, let gratitude meet you where you're at and meet gratitude where it's at. And just, it's just a beautiful co-passenger of your life to just help you become the best version of yourself. Beautiful. Okay. I have one more question and that is where can everyone find you? Oh, awesome. So the best place when you're finishing, finished listening to this episode is to head over to the Gratitude Builds Fortitude podcast on whatever platform you're listening to this on and hop on a recent episode and start there. And then also I play on Instagram. So holly.bertone and I handle all of my Instagram social media. So if you send me a DM, I will respond uh, directly and it's me. It's not a robot and it's not my assistant. <laughs> Very good. Thank you so much again, Holly, for sharing your story. Thank you, Nick. I know you enjoyed today's podcast, so be sure to reach out to Holly on Instagram or to DM me at the Nick Demas with your big, fat, juicy takeaway. We would love to hear. And I will see you next time. Don't forget, leave us a review. Five stars, please. Five stars. Leave us a review. Like and share the episode with someone you're grateful for.